0: Hello and welcome back to the Revision Hub. Our aim is to make learning simpler and to give you more confidence to aim higher in your exams. Don't forget to stay tuned by following us as we will be releasing new episodes every Thursday.
1: This week we'll be covering Remains by Simon Armitage, who was appointed as Poet Laureate of the UK in 2019. Remains was published in 2008 as a part of Armitage's collection, The Not Dead, and was featured in a BBC documentary in 2007 of the same name. The documentary recorded the testimonies of ex-soldiers who had served in different conflicts and all suffered from PTSD. All of them had psychological scars that would never heal. Armitage was inspired by these ex-soldiers and so wrote this collection of war poetry to be dedicated to them. Armitage has stated that this was the closest he'd ever gotten to writing war poetry and the closest he'd ever want to get. Armitage has never been a soldier and so this poem is based on other people's experience.
0: Remains is an anti-war poem. It holds the central themes of guilt, memory and the lasting effects of war. The narrator killed a man who was probably armed, possibly not and the event haunts him even after going home on leave. The poem has a two-part structure, with an event being told in the first half and the after-effects of that event being told in the second part. The title Remains could refer to the remains of the dead looter or the memory of the event remaining with the narrator. The poem is written in free verse with half rhymes for emphasis.
1: The narrator's voice in the poem is colloquial, using informal language and slang expressions. This creates a casual, anecdotal style. Legs it up the road is used in the first stanza in order to set the tone early on. This tone could be used to juxtapose the visceral imagery used in the first part of the poem, saying one of my mates goes by and tosses his guts back into his body creates juxtaposition, as mates is a friendly slang term to use between friends, but the image of tossing someone's internal organs back into their body is a horrifying one. Using these together shows the reader just how trivial these battles become in war, how little one person's life means on the battlefield, and how it is impossible to come away from the battlefield unharmed. The friendly and casual tone makes the gruesome imagery all the more striking.
0: The casual tone could also be the narrator's attempt at self-preservation by speaking informally about serious issues in order to lessen the effect on him. However, this is obviously unsuccessful, shown by the flashbacks described in the second half and the lessening amount of colloquialisms used as the poem goes on.
1: The opening line of the poem, On Another Occasion tells us immediately that this is just one event of many, that something similar has happened before, many times, and probably will happen again. The language used to refer to the soldiers is vague and hazy, unlike the language used to describe the looter. This shows that the narrator only remembers the traumatising part clearly, the rest of it being blurred, as memories often are when put under intense trauma. We, myself and somebody else and somebody else, and all three of us, three of a kind, are used to refer to the narrator's fellow soldiers. The vague pronouns used here also imply that the soldiers were drones, to obey orders without question, all of the same mind. The expression, probably armed, possibly not, is used in both halves of the poem. The second time it is used, it becomes a part of the agonising guilt he feels every time he relives the event in his sleep. The adverbs, probably and possibly, show how the narrator is unsure if the brutal killing of the looter was justified, and shows his horror at the indiscriminate killing involved in war.
0: In the third stanza, the opening line, I see, is repeated. It is in present tense, showing how he still sees every round, as it rips through the looter's body, and the daylight on the other side. It also invites the reader to imagine and see what happened for themselves? Rips is a monosyllabic verb. This makes it sound brutal and gruesome. The whole stanza emphasises how horrific the death of the luter is. He is hit a dozen times and is left sort of inside out. The end of stanza
1: three and the beginning of stanza four show a change of tone. The luter is described as the image of agony and pain itself. The casual tone of mates and tosses sounds like a desperate attempt to hide his guilt or to remain unscarred by seeing the image of agony right in front of him, caused by him.
0: Stanza 5 marks the beginning of the second half of the story. It begins with end of story, followed by a caesura. This makes the reader really stop to consider the events of the first half of the poem before continuing. The phrase blood shadow shows the blood on his hands, the literal blood left on the street and the metaphorical shadow left on his mind that becomes darker every time he walks right over it week after week.
1: Every time he closes his eyes, he can see the event again. Whenever he blinks, sleeps or dreams, the looter bursts or is torn apart in his mind's eye. The narrator tries to use drink and drugs to flush him out, to dull the memory, but it won't leave. Flush implies the narrator wants to clean his mind of the event, or cleanse himself of the horrible things he has had to do in war. The last line of the poem says bloody hands, showing how he doesn't think he's been absorbed of his guilt yet, and may never be.
0: The penultimate stanza is about how even if the conflict is taking place in some distant, sun sand-smothered land, the effects of conflict are still there in his head. The sibilance in this quote serves to bring the events closer to home for the reader. Not left for dead implies he is unsure if the looter was dead when thrown into the lorry, that the looter may have been in agony for ages before finally dying. This stanza ends in the full rhyme of sand and land. To draw the reader in further. Each stanza in this poem is four lines long,
1: except for the last one. This shorter last stanza highlights the fact that this event is close to home, not far away on a battlefield, but affecting the narrator even when home and away from any war zones. The war is always near to the knuckle, here and now, no matter how much time has passed. The repetition of the adjective bloody shows how the narrator sees himself as a murderer whose hands still drip with the bloody life of the looter.
0: Remains' themes of conflict and haunting guilt mean there are many other poems from the anthology to compare it to. Both Kamikaze and Remains talk of the consequences of the orders given in war, one showing what happens if they're followed and one showing what happens if they're not. Neither outcome is a positive one and so both poems hold strong, anti-nationalistic views. Poppies shares its theme of time being unable to
1: heal all wounds and are both structured around memories. Points of contrast between the two are the imagery of blood or fabric to show lasting wounds, the female voice of Poppies versus the male voice of Remains, and how one is from the point of view of a combatant and one is from the view of a family member.
0: Both Remains and the Charge of the Light Brigade condemn war and talk of foreign lands. However, the voice used is a stark contrast between the two, as Alfred Lord Tennyson had to depict the needless loss of life in a glorified manner. The imagery of courage and honour is used a lot in the Charge of the Light Brigade, whereas Remains uses the language of guilt and trauma.
1: Extract from the Prelude is similar in that it also talks of emotions, nature, and the nature of man. Both have similar two-part structure, with the events and feeling of bravery being described first, and then the aftermath and feelings of guilt being described second. The consequences of conflict are depicted in both, with references to nature. However, in Prelude, the narrator is healed with time, whereas the narrator of Remains is not.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode analysing Remains by Simon Armitage from the AQA Power and Conflict Poetry Anthology. So if you haven't already, make sure you follow us to be the first to hear our new episodes which are released every Thursday. We've also set up an Instagram account as the.revision.hub which has additional information and content. So feel free to follow us there and we'll see you next episode. Bye!